you are listening to Pharmacy IT and Me, your informatics pharmacist podcast. Hey everyone, this is Tony Dow and welcome to another episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. And as with every episode, we start with this one stating that the intended audience is everybody. Today we'll be speaking with our special guest, Dr. Vivek Trivedi, on what his role is in the pharmacy, technology, and informatics world. So thank you so much for taking some time to be on the podcast. Uh, Vivek, how are you doing today? Great, great. Pleasure to be here, Tony. It's really great to have like more informatics people on the podcast, you know, so I really enjoy learning from from everybody that I've been speaking with. So, um, you know, having said that, can you tell a little bit more about yourself to the listeners so that they kind of get an idea of who you are and uh, what you're doing? Absolutely. So I'm originally from India. We moved to U.S. in 2001, 15. So I did most of my high school undergrad and also my postgrad degree in PharmD in Indiana and Ohio. I graduated from Ohio State University in 2013, or should I say the Ohio State University. <laughs> and my pharmacy experience, matter of fact, all dates all the way back to 2004 when I started in high school. We had a mentorship program that we learned quite a bit of a pharmacy and how we had a mentor who helps us understand all the aspects of uh, the career and career fields. At that time, I did not anticipate being in the field career I'm in now, but I was definitely excited back in the day because pharmacy actually has a number of fields that it has to offer. So I quickly jumped in and look forward to exactly what it will entail after I graduate. But after I graduated, I started in retail pharmacy and then jumped into mail order pharmacy for a short time. Then was a cardiology pharmacy with a expert review panel, system PNT coordinator for pharmacy operations. And then finally in the role of lead informatics pharmacist at the community health network. Awesome. Awesome. So can you go a little bit more about like uh, what you're doing now as a lead informatics pharmacist? I know day to day is a little hard to ask because no, there's no real day to day for informatics pharmacists, but you know, uh, in general, kind of like what are the high level things that you are involved in? I would say there are four main things that I normally work on day in, day out. Maybe not every day, but there are four things. One is basically application support, collaborating with our operational and clinical teams. Then we do a lot of project management and analytic services. So I'll go a little bit into each one of them. Application support is all about managing all aspects of the dispense cabinets, carousels, IV prep stations, infusion pump, and part of our electronic healthcare record. So we are an EPIC. When it comes to collaboration with our clinical and our leadership team, I provide quite a bit of oversight to ensure all our initiatives and improvements we are trying to make to our systems are aligned with our initiatives at each network hospitals and also aligns with our current clinical and operational practices. So that's two of them. And the third one is where I'm heavily involved in right now is with a project management. So we have a number of projects that are already aligned for 2019. And one of them, the biggest one right now, is where we are trying to set up HL7 for IV prep station. So we have the billing correct on Epic side. So that's been an ongoing project and that will end in February. So that's part of one of the projects. We are also in initiative on a drug diversion, fixes upgrades, and also another one that would be on a Omnicell performance center that's coming up as well. And lastly, uh, we do quite a bit of analytic services uh, for our pharmacy operation and clinical teams. 
And I'll speak a little bit more about it, but also we collaborate with our external teams to bring the data in, uh, do a little bit more mining on our side, figure out exactly what our network priorities are, and be able to make very effective and actionable dashboards for them to utilize on a daily basis. That's really cool. That's a lot of things that you're doing. So so you had a lot of experience um, as a pharmacist before going into informatics, and you did mention that you worked in mail order and you also worked as, uh, you said, cardiology, right? How did your experience in those settings kind of help prepare you to be able to be successful in your informatics role? Oh, that's that's a fantastic question. I think uh, it dates all the way back to my rotation in 2012 where I was uh, pondering between should I go into retail or should I go into informatics. And I had a couple of rotations, but I was not completely sold on exactly what I would do after graduating from residency. So I started doing a more exploration. I was in retail for a short amount of time and realized that uh, that's not something that I would be really interested in long term. So I was looking for any options possible until I find something more clinical or get into informatics. And turns out, with my own luck, I jumped into mail-order pharmacy on operations side. And this is where I really understood exactly what I would do in the next five years. And I was involved in a continuous improvement projects. And one of our initiatives was more into having inventory available at any given moment and increase our production value. So we are trying to increase our overall prescription count from uh, around 106,000 prescriptions a day to around 132,000. And our goal was to make sure that we have inventory available for our automatic dispensing machines to fill on daily basis on every floor. So what did I do is that I led the team of individuals and subject matter experts in on the floor uh, as a data analyst and also as a data architect. We all were able to actually bring the data in and all the build the solution using our utilization data and pricing data to figure out exactly what type of inventory do we need, how much do we need at any given moment, any given day, and also on weekends to make sure that we increase the output to what, where we want it to be. So we were able to increase it from 77% to all the way to 92% output during my tenure there from a year and a half. And I think this is where I realized that uh, there's so much impact you can make with uh, data and data extract and building a very effective solution uh, that I can really make an impact when it comes to uh, in a healthcare setting. So this is where I started making very strategic moves and started as a cardiology pharmacist and also did a side stint as an expert review panel expert. And this is where I proposed all the changes in the order sets and the hospital setting to our system PNT coordinator. And this is where I also received my ASHB informatics certificate. And using all that knowledge is what it gave me a better understanding for the position I'm in now, where I'm able to collaborate with our formulary steering committee, med optimization committee, with our um, leadership, and understand exactly what are their needs and understanding the, what their data needs would be on day in, day out, 
needing to find out exactly what kind of usage evaluation we need to complete for us to be able to reduce the overall cost for the pharmacy that we actually spend quite a bit of money on. So I think that experience actually completely led up to where I am now, where I'm effectively be able to make decisions and also build the solutions that we need for our operation and clinical team. Awesome. So so that's that's really cool that you had that kind of experience. And, um, you know, when you're getting into the role of an informatics pharmacist, was there any additional things that you also did? I know you said that you already got the certificate through ASHP. And I guess from that step of going from your your leadership role there mm-hmm. into um, an informatics pharmacist, like what, what kind of things did you do? Oh, good, great, great question. I think uh, when I was in mail order pharmacy, one thing I started doing is um, I completely rebuild my skills on Excel spreadsheet. We did a little bit of VBA coding as well. And I learned this by myself. I went online. I went to lynda.com as well. I learned a few things and I just picked everything on my own. At the end of my tenure at uh, Express Scripts is when I started learning a little bit of SQL because I knew that data extraction and doing stats is going to be very impactful for what I am about to do in later years. So that's where I started learning a little bit by little on uh, SQL and also started to learn a little bit of Python as well. But when I was at St. Vincent Hospital is when I realized that in order to keep progressing into um, informatics and uh, analytics, I really need to get a little bit more credential, a little bit more understanding of exactly what would informatics would entail. So this is where I turned to ASHP informatics certificate. And I received that, I think it was about three years ago. And I also almost started my master's in informatics, but I paused on that for a few years is because I really wanted to see once I'm in the position, if there is absolutely need for an master's in informatics. So I paused on that and more on that piece. Now I think about it. I think it was a good idea for me to wait and see what skills am I going to really require for me to be successful in the position I'm in now. And this is where my next phase is where I went into business analytics certification from Harvard Business School online and got more in-depth knowledge and applicability into statistics. And the reason is because I could do quite a bit of data mining on a daily basis. And it would be very helpful to make sure that uh, the impact that I'm going to create has a lot of value and meaning behind it. And that has to really help me understand where, how do I need to interpret and approach the data I'm going to be providing. That's really cool. Yeah, I did notice that you were, you were in the Harvard Business Analytics program. I was going to ask you, did you already complete that program or are you still going through it right now? I completed that. It was a, a short program. It was a certification for two months. And they are very heavily involved in stats. I would say basic to intermediate. So you have a much better understanding on regression models and how do you actually apply that. So they you really used uh, the knowledge that you gain into applying on a real uh, world cases. So the one we actually used was on Amazon inventory itself. So a lot of experience in inventory from oh, now wow. <laughs> So it's been it's been a fantastic experience in there, and I will continue to see what is it that we are going to need. So something I'll be looking into more is to see how can I learn R is one of the script language that I wouldn't want to leverage to start building uh, my models using stats. Cool. So going into that, um, I was wondering if there's any uh, you yeah. know, projects that you're working on that you're allowed to kind of like talk about or maybe something that you've already helped implement in the past. 
Absolutely. I think we have done quite a bit. So to go a step back, I use Tableau and Power BI to be able to build all those dashboards and reports on based on our network priorities. And there have been a number of priorities that I worked on. One of the major ones that we had set our goals on was on a, a Pixels and Talus inventory. These are, are your dispense cabinets. So we had a uh, number of goals that we wanted to achieve and reduce our inventory. So we are able to actually build the entire solution in-house and be able to provide that to our all our hospital sites. The second one I just finished completing was on infusion pump analytics. And what that actually works on is on a to be able to actually analyze your alerts, alarms, and uh, compliance on interoperability and be able to actually track how you're making changes, making optimization on your data sets on a monthly basis. And the third thing that we are getting ready to do, and actually three or four things, one that I'm really excited about is to find our opportunities with our 340B program. We really want to find out exactly where ROI can be generated. And the lastly, we really wanted to start working on our pharmacy productivity metrics. That's going to really going to help us on operationally to find out exactly where can we actually spend our time IFTE-wise and also where do we have more risk, where can we generate more options to uh, grow our own operational and clinical presence on the floor that's really cool like all the things all the things that you just uh talked about and i have a few questions on some of them too so iv interoperability for the pumps is that like a two-way or are you was it only one way we went live with the uh, IV pump interoperability in 2016. Okay. So it is uh, it is both ways. Now we are able to communicate all the changes you make on the pump back to Epic, and we are able to document and see exactly what changes were made. There is still some gaps, and there are some items that are still out of scope. So we are just trying to actually figure out exactly what items can we still bring it in scope for us to be able to better better document, and that will lower our number of events that occurs on a monthly basis, but we are getting there slowly, maturely, and we are working quite a bit with our external teams, uh, with our nursing teams specifically, to see how can we help with our practice changes and also just on how we are using our pumps to reduce number of alerts and alarms in, in general. Yeah, I know that at my last place, one of the things that was out of scope was mm-hmm. uh, the PCAs. So is that one of the things that's challenging for you? PCAs are still out yeah. of scope, unfortunately, okay. yes. And we haven't been able to make a, any impact on that just yeah. yet. <laughs> and then when you're talking about the data analytics and how you're, you've been working on that, yeah. is that like taking the... Like so, so they. From my understanding, there's already CQI data that's outputted from the the IV pump system. Mm-hmm. So, are you taking that data and combining it with the rest of the data from Epic? Is that what you're doing to to do the improvement processes? So, for pump Alaris pumps, we asked. BD carry infusion to see if we get, are able to get access to CQI data from directly from the server. But unfortunately, I turned to their knowledge portal. So I download that data and try to start connecting the data back to Epic to be able to make those uh, data more meaningful. So what we have done right now is basically to figure out exactly what we have multiple profiles we have built into all areas infusion data set. And we are trying to find out exactly where do our alerts occur, how frequently are they occurring, and are we making changes? And we did the same thing for interoperability. But when it comes to when it comes to connecting your data to Epic, 
we are really trying to figure out exactly what questions do we really want to answer? How is this going to really going to impact? And one of the things we really want to find out is that what items are completely out of scope or are frequently not being interrupted to the pump. And that's one of the major questions we're really trying to answer. And hopefully we are able to connect that and help from our business intelligence team. Awesome, awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, so, sorry for the additional questions. I, I was just really interested in hearing. No, that's fine. <laughs> um, so, you know, I always get a lot of students that come up to me and ask, you know, how do I get into informatics? Or even other pharmacists that have been working as pharmacists for a while, like like yourself and then mm-hmm. getting into informatics. Because you've gone that route, right? You've, you've been a pharmacist at a hospital before. You've been a pharmacist at a mail order and a community pharmacy before. Then you got into informatics. So if, you know, if people mm-hmm. ask you, like, for some advice, what would you tell them in terms of, like, um, how they can navigate themselves towards that route? I think both non-traditional route and traditional route are both going to lead any student or any pharmacist to be in this very successful route. The the problem that actually is with it non-traditional is because those non-traditional requires a number of uh, skill sets to be successful and be able to find those positions that are going to be available out there. So what I would recommend for anybody who is really interested in and if they are students is to understand exactly what your interest lies in in first or second year of schooling, be able to shadow and at least begin an intern with the pharmacists who are in the field, at least as a video analyst or data analyst or a report team analyst. I think this will give them a little bit more insights into what what is the day in, day out is going to be like for them. And I think that will really pave the way for them to figure out exactly uh, do they want to go through traditional route or non-traditional route. I think both options are very, very important. And I think they both are going to lead to your success. And I think we will grow outgrow that position very, very quickly. But both options are you know, fantastic and you will never actually, you will never be uh, not successful at all. Thank you for that advice. And, you know, uh, one of the things I usually like asking people too is that in your career as an informatics pharmacist, what's been your most rewarding experience? My most rewarding experience has been the position I'm in now. I have been working with my direct report who is very supportive to be able to build the skill sets that I need to be successful, be able to uh, gather the data. He's been able to um, help me build a strong relationship with our external team to collaborate and be able to actually give us the support we need to be able to deliver the information and also be effective at it as well. So I think it really depends on who you're reporting to and how flexible they are in uh, for you to actually grow. And I think that's been the most rewarding experience so far in the last two years. Without uh, my direct report, uh, I would I would not be in the position I'm in now and how successful I've been in what I've been able to accomplish. Awesome. Awesome. So, so if our listeners had any additional questions for you, is there like a, a way for them to reach you to ask more questions? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, anybody who would like to reach out to me, they can reach out to me through LinkedIn or my email. Thank you. I'll be putting your contact info in the show notes for anyone else who's uh, interested in reaching out. But, you know, to be respectful of your time, I'd like to thank you again for taking some time out of your busy day to be on the show. Hey, Tony, thanks for your time and I appreciate you inviting me to the podcast. Really appreciate your time as well. 
All right, if you guys like this episode, you can subscribe and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any of your other favorite podcasting services. You can also follow us on social media on Twitter or Facebook at PharmacyITME or Instagram at PharmacyInformatics or by emailing me at Tony at PharmacyITME.com. Thank you again for listening and I'll see you on the next episode of Pharmacy ITME. And remember, technology is the tool, patient care is the goal.